This is Afghan Dispatches from Chrome Radio. I'm Katrina Oliphant. It has been heartrending following the news coming out of Afghanistan over the past few weeks, and yesterday's terror attacks at one of the gates to a packed Kabul airport, crowded with people trying to leave the country, marks a disturbing escalation in the violence. When I visited Afghanistan in 2016 for the Financial Times, and again on my own account in 2019, the Afghans I spoke to were hopeful for the future. Life had improved for many since the overthrow of the Taliban in 2001, and there had been real progress as regards women's rights. But they were realistic about the ongoing challenges, corruption, terror attacks, criminal activity, and knew that it would take time and ongoing Western support to build a strong civil society. Now, uncertainty lies ahead. The Afghans I have been in touch with are fearful for the future. Nobody yet knows what kind of regime this Taliban will put in place, and in particular, what that regime will mean for women. In this series, we will follow events as they unfold with Diva Patang. I first met Diva at the Afghan embassy in 2016, when I was sorting out my visa for Kabul. We caught up last week. This was recorded before the terror attacks outside Kabul airport on the 26th of August. I'll leave Diva to introduce herself. My name is Diva Patang. I come from Afghanistan. I've been living in the UK for over 22 years. I have worked very closely with the Afghan diaspora. I worked at the Afghan embassy. I've got a pretty large business here in the UK, but I'm very close to Afghanistan. I travel there very, very regularly. I just came a couple of weeks ago from Afghanistan. Things were pretty okay when I was there compared to what's happening at the moment. Now that the Taliban has entered Afghanistan, at the beginning, especially the first hours, it was a big shock, especially when people heard that the president has left the country with few people from his cabinet. People were very, very angry and at the same time very scared from the Taliban. They didn't know what's going to bring them next. Since the press conference from the Taliban, some people started to try to believe them. Now that they have entered the country, they are trying to show that they have changed. Some people are believing it. Some people that lived in their era in 1996, they're not sure to believe them or not, especially when the president of the country has made so many promises that he will never leave them alone. But he did. So people are having an issue with trust. Should they trust the Taliban and believe them that they have changed? Should they believe them that they will give the rights to the woman that they're talking about? But to be very honest, with some of the friends that I have communication with, what they are telling me is that we don't mind. We are living in an Islamic country. We are Muslim. We pray five times. We abide to the Islamic culture and norms. If the Taliban are here now and they are bringing the stricter outfit for women, some women are ready because they would rather accept that than for their children, for their husbands or for their brothers to die on a daily basis. They want peace. People want peace because they are tired from continuous killings and war and devastation and kidnapping and criminal activities that were taking place, corruption. I know that a lot of people are very upset with the action that the president has taken, 
But then at the same time, there's a lot of questions. Why did he take this decision? Why did he leave the country? Some people are saying that it was a good decision that he has taken to leave the country instead of fighting the Taliban. More bloodshed would have taken place. More people would have died. But some people are saying, no, he should have stayed, especially the army. Some people that were crying, our army didn't want to surrender. They didn't want to give up so easily. They wanted to fight. As an Afghan nation, we are very, very proud of our national defense and security forces. A lot of Afghans, they all know and believe in them that they have done a fantastic job. A lot of people that I have very, very close contact with, they are in the army, they are in the military, they would have never given up and they would have never stopped the fight if they would not have been ordered from the National Security Office. When a soldier goes to battle, he goes there with a lot of pride and commitment to the country. But then the National Security Office was ordering the commanders to not fight and give the provinces. This is something that really badly damaged their morale. We know that Afghan army would have been able to defeat them. But we also know that this was a very political settlement. At the moment, it's very early to predict if the Taliban has really changed and why the president has left, was it a good or a bad decision? I think this is something the history will make a judgment on. But as we are now, how the Taliban are behaving with people on a daily basis, some people are complaining. It can be because of personal reasons or because some of the things that they used to do before, they're not able to continue doing. But majority of the people that I talk to, especially in the villages, they are very happy a family member told me that he was feeling safe when he went out, when the Taliban were ruling. He went to the city. It was an Eid, our celebration. People were so happy. He thought that the ceasefire was there and he knew that he will be back home alive. Also, he knew that he will not be kidnapped and his mobile will not be robbed. Myself, I can give you an example. Just a couple of weeks ago, when I went to Afghanistan, I wanted to go to a normal place which was full of people. I wanted to see the real Afghanistan. I didn't want to hide myself behind big walls. So I went to the market called Mandai, which is a very crowded place where a lot of Afghans go and do their normal grocery shopping for their house. It was very scary. The first thing I was told by the family who took me there, be careful with your bag and be careful with your mobile and do not show your face to anyone. You need to cover it properly. So I had to cover my face. I had to be very, very careful with my bag and my mobile. I wanted to make some videos and it was very difficult because every second I thought that somebody will come and take my mobile from me and run away with it. There were a lot of criminal gangs trying to steal and people were scared to even try to stop them. Usually criminal activities are taking place because of hunger, because of desperation. In Afghanistan, there's a lot of people left without jobs. Economy is in a pretty bad condition. People are trying to find work for themselves to feed their children, their families that are waiting at home. But second reason is drugs. 
a lot of people are stealing because they are using drugs and they try to steal and sell the items that they've stolen to get the drugs. And also there were a lot of criminal gangs which were kidnapping rich people, their children. I myself, when I used to go to Afghanistan, nobody would find out. When I would leave, this is the only time I would share stories that I am in Afghanistan. A lot of my friends would contact me, oh, are you in Afghanistan? We want to see you. But that was only after I've left already because I was scared that reports could go and somebody can kidnap me. And that is not because of my beliefs or that I'm a woman. That is because of money. Now what we hear, if they steal something, their faces are colored black and then people are on the street filming them. It is very difficult to say that this is right or wrong because at the moment there is not proper system in place. But if the Taliban come and they bring system in place, People will be scared to steal, will be scared to kidnap because they will face harsh punishment for that. So in that place, Mandai, where there are thousands of people and you're so scared that somebody will come and grab your mobile from you or even can kidnap you from that busy place, shows how life was in Afghanistan. I didn't feel safe for a second there. But I think if I go there today, and I will definitely go there, I don't think that that fear I will have anymore. The only fear I might have is how I should be dressed up. And even at that time when I went out, I had to be fully covered. Even now, if I go, I have to be fully covered. Maybe if I go, I might not be able to go with another woman. I might take a man with me. But that is something for the future because at the moment, nobody from the family has reported to us to say that they're not allowed to walk without a man. In 1996, when Taliban entered initially and they took over the country, women were not allowed to be without a man on the street. So there's a lot of uncertainties. People are not sure if what they are told by the Taliban is really true, because it just looks too good to be true with how they presented themselves before. Now, it's a very big job for the Taliban to prove themselves, to win the heart of Afghans, and at the same time, to prove themselves to the international community for recognition. We can see demonstrations slowly are happening from different parts of the country, especially now we are approaching our Independence Day. The Taliban has got their own flag, but people do not want to live under that flag. They want to have their own Afghan flag, we have seen streets full of people demonstrating about this. And I think this is something that the Taliban will really need to consider. If they want to win the heart of Afghans, they need to respect what the Afghans sees as their identity, which is their flag. And also, since the Taliban has overtaken the country, we can see that a province, Panjshir, has not been overtaken. Panjshir is a very beautiful province. There's a lot of mountains. It's the home of Ahmad Shah Massoud. And most of the Mujahideen at the moment are there. His son is there trying to lead instead of his late father. And also the vice president, Amrullah Saleh, who went to his hometown, Panjshir. When the Soviet Union entered Afghanistan, Mujahideen, their main base was in Panjshir. They were fighting against them and they tried to take the country and get the Soviet Union out of Afghanistan. What, as an Afghan, my fear is, is a civil war. If the whole country is overtaken, 
and then one province is left, what is the game? Why is that? Is there a civil war underway? Are Afghans going to fight each other again like they used to be, trying to fight the Taliban now? That is something for me as an Afghan I want to understand. I want to see the whole country in peace, not one or two provinces again fighting with each other. This is something that a lot of Afghans are worried about. We don't want to have division. We want to have a government in which everybody would be able to see themselves. We don't want to be labeled as Pashtuns, Hazaras, Tajiks, or other ethnicities. We want to be labeled as Afghan. We don't want to have more civil war in the country on the name of where you come from or what language you speak. This is what a lot of the young generations are afraid of. We want to live together. We want to see each other as one. That was Diva Patang for Afghan Dispatches. We hope you will join us next time. In the meantime, please do share this podcast on. I'm Katrina Oliphant, and you've been listening to Afghan Dispatches from Chrome Radio. Thank you.